0: Amid the daily changing numbers, developments, actions, and reactions taking place regarding COVID-19, there is a highly important perspective that has only received limited attention. Greetings again, I'm Morgan. As the number of diagnosed infections continues to rise, the percentage of persons requiring hospitalization and the percentage of those passing on continues to be almost constant. 17 to 19 percent of those hospitalized and 2 to 3 percent of those The little told story is 97 to 98% are recovering from the disease without a treatment or vaccine. The big silver lining is our own bodies are beating COVID-19. Yep, as the numbers increase, the ratios can change. However, locally and nationally, the diagnosis to death ratio has remained consistent. On this special COVID-19-related edition, we learn more about our body's propensity to heal itself and how we can make it stronger. The insight is from internal medicine physician and the chief medical information officer at UC Health, Dr. C.T. Lin. I guess one of the really little-told stories is that, you know, so many people uh, may be contracting this, but they recover, you know. Is that what our body biology is? That's what it's supposed to do, I think, isn't it?
1: That's right. Um, Our immune systems are quite robust. It's amazing how well our immune systems react to all sorts of Viruses, bacteria, fungi, you know, external organisms that are always, you know, at our doorstep trying to get in. And our immune systems are very nimble at being able to attack and defend against just about
0: everything. How can people uh, determine if they've contracted the virus or not without a test? Can they just go on the system? Before we pivot to that, I I thought
1: I might just mention that it is true that 80% of people who contract this coronavirus will recover with mild to moderate symptoms. And so it's not an automatic thing that if you develop these symptoms that you're going to get sick and go to the hospital. We think yeah. that's actually a small yeah. minority of the time. So I wanted to make mm-hmm. sure folks know that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, that is really, really important because a lot of people, at least in my neighborhood, they're all walking around saying, oh, if I get this, I'm going to be in deep trouble and da-da-da. And say, now, no, look at the converse. 80% are not. You know. Think about That's yourself right. being a part of the eighty, you know. That's right. So uh, again, how can people do people need a test to really uh really determine if they may have contracted or not or just the symptoms alone? Is yeah. that good enough Is it- to do?
1: this is important to to get straight Uh, unfortunately without the coronavirus specific test it's impossible to know if you have this or one of the many other viruses that are out there because the symptoms are all very similar fever Mm -hmm. cough a little bit of uh, shortness of breath sometimes congestion sore throat muscle aches and they're very similar there's hundreds of viruses during the winter that, uh, that exhibit similar symptoms. So without a test, you can't tell for sure. However, having said that, the coronavirus has spread so widely in our communities that the way that doctors are treating patients who have symptoms like this is that as long as they're mild symptoms, we're saying we're going to presume that it is coronavirus and we want you to self-isolate at home and you will get better the vast majority of time. And if not, then we'll bring you to the hospital, and we are testing every patient who comes to the hospital, specifically yeah. for coronavirus.
0: Are there nutrition uh, steps that they can take, too, to help strengthen the immune system during the fight?
1: Absolutely. So we recommend this uh, with regular uh, colds and flu as well, but it applies to coronavirus as well. Um, there's sort of the top seven things I would recommend, and I'm happy to run through them with you. Yep, One please. is uh, don't smoke. Uh, respiratory viruses don't do uh, do much better in patients who are smokers because your immune uh, response is, is blunted and it's impaired. So as much as you can, uh, cut down or quit smoking. Uh, number two, eat a diet high in fruits and vegetables uh, because the vitamins that come with fruits and vegetables, vitamin C and others, are totally uh, helpful in fighting viruses. Exercising regularly, um, not in not highly intense workouts, but uh, low to moderate intensity workouts uh, tend to improve uh, circulation and your immune system function. That's like going for a walk or a jog um, outside if you can or on exercise equipment if you have it. If you drink alcohol, drink in moderation. That's one to two drinks maximum per day or cut it out entirely if you can during this time. Getting adequate sleep. A lot of us are sleep deprived and that impairs your immune system as well. And then uh, minimize stress. Many of us are watching TV or social media excessively because we want to know the next thing. And I know people who spend hours and hours and it ramps up your anxiety and high levels of anxiety lead to decreased immune function. And then finally, oh. everything that uh, that folks are talking about, the governor and others, you know, steps to avoid infections such as frequent hand-washing, soap and water is your is your standby, gel if you don't have soap and water immediately available, um, and then uh, and then staying distancing and the rest of
0: it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I really want to uh, also underscore with you that need for fruits and, and vegetables because if anybody's been to their local supermarket, They can see that all the potato chips are gone, all the hot dogs are gone, (laughs) that kind of thing. And some of the fruits and vegetables are still there, (laughs) you know.
1: That's right, actually, and that's one of your best uh, defenses is uh, fruits and vegetables, and, and I'm understanding that that's true, that the, the things that are out are the potato chips, and actually, and I'll just mention, potatoes, unfortunately, don't count as your vegetable.
0: Oh, you're also talking about the exercise, too. I'm sure a lot of dogs have been walked to death in the last week or so, but Absolutely. it helps them, and it helps you to get outside, and it takes you away from what you were saying about the uh, getting in front of the social media too often and just the television set too often to reduce stress as well.
1: I'll make another mention that uh, yeah. while you're out walking, you know, I found that... uh Folks in our neighborhood are are, um, more friendly than usual, you know, because we've been so socially isolated now for so long that, uh, you know, just because you're outside and trying to social distance doesn't mean you should avoid eye contact and, and don't look and say, hi, it's great to connect with neighbors and wave at them. And and it's amazing how many people I've connected with as we walk by uh, six feet apart uh, on the Mm -hmm. trails and, and sidewalks.
0: Are there any over the counter medicines to help, uh, break the fever or diarrhea, should we just leave those alone and let it run its course through the body and let the body take care of it?
1: Yeah, these are some actually very important points. Um, When possible, if you have a fever or diarrhea, it is important to let them run their course without treating them. Let me tackle them sort of one at a time. Uh, yeah, diarrhea is actually your body's response to trying to get rid of uh, the virus, and I think it is reasonable as long as it's not uh, uh, painful uh, or 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 unusually uncomfortable. To, to let it run its course, and you might want to get some barrier cream like A and D ointment or Vaseline just to protect your bottom from excessive irritation. Um, yeah. If you do need to take something because it's keeping you up at night, um, Imodium uh, is an over-the-counter that you can take, but we do recommend you know, leaving that alone as much as possible. Okay. And then secondly, in regards to fever, I know that there's some misconceptions about fever out there, that you have to break the fever by, by bringing it down with medication. And actually, the opposite is true. Fevers are not medically dangerous until you get to 108. And so treating a fever is not a thing. In fact, your body's reaction to fighting the virus is to raise the temperature because viruses don't replicate as fast. At higher body temperatures let the fever run and uh, and that's important so you know people are out there buying up ibuprofen and Tylenol if you have to take something because you're incredibly uncomfortable and can't nap or can't sleep then maybe okay to take uh, Tylenol which is acetaminophen or um, motrin which is ibuprofen in uh, small doses Uh, but if you if at all possible I would let ask people to let their fevers run their course when you get to 101, 102, 103, that uh-huh. uh, we know that body makes, the body makes those higher temperatures in order to make it harder on the virus, and we should let the body fight the virus in that way.
0: Yeah, yeah, and going back to that, too, when you're quarantined, uh, it's a good idea, or is it a good idea to change the bed linens as often as possible, and then I guess you would have to wash them pretty quickly to make sure anything that may be in them doesn't spread to anybody else in the household
1: yes Um, you know we we do recommend that you wash your bed linens at least weekly if it's visibly soiled like you can see something on it you probably want to wash it uh, uh, that day Um, but uh, but some there are some folks who recommend that when you're sick that you consider washing your linens every two or three days
0: every two or three days should uh, uh, people who may be taking care of someone who may be going through that should they look at taking the linens out in a uh, in a trash bag or something to the washer so uh, the air within the house doesn't uh, pick it up and spread it to other people?
1: Yeah, as far as we know, this is large droplet transmission, meaning that uh, when people cough or sneeze, it's within two or three feet. If you're taking linens off, um, you know, maybe not a bad idea to have a cloth mask on when you're moving the linens around. Um, and then when you transport it to the laundry, Uh, after you've uh, put it into the laundry, then go wash hands with soap and water. But I I don't know that you need uh, garbage bags and that sort of thing. Once
0: the fever breaks, is that the key sign that the uh, infection is over?
1: As long as you're not taking a medication like ibuprofen or Tylenol, right? You don't want to be suppressing the fever actively and saying, oh, look, my fever came down, therefore it's better. So the guidance that we've been giving uh, in terms of self-isolation to our our sick patients is that we like to have you self-isolate for seven days from the beginning of symptoms and three days from the last fever that you've had in terms of being less infectious to others.
0: Once it's over, uh, we're back out. Have we enough information to determine whether or not we can get reinfected again by somebody else maybe passing by because we don't have a mask on, or maybe we do?
1: So you're asking a question about immunity, and that's also an unknown, right? We, okay. we know that some viruses and infections cause an immunity that lasts for many years. And yet we know that we have to get a flu shot every year because the flu changes or immu- our immunity changes. Uh, and we don't know which way this virus goes. We don't know if we retain immunity for a long time or whether it's temporary. Um, so at this point, we even if you've been through it, even if you've had a covid you know, proven test positive and you recover from it, um, there's a lot we don't know about it and I would continue to uh, be cautious about your exposure to others even after you've been through it.
0: Is there anything else that we should be doing to make sure that uh, we can come through it or maybe not even receive it at all?
1: Well, a, a couple of things I would mention. First of all, if you do get um, more sick than what 80% of people will have mild to moderate symptoms, you've more significant symptoms, there are lots of resources in our communities uh, you can reach out to. Many of the health systems in town and many of our clinics, uh, certainly UC Health has a, a nurse call-in line um, mm-hmm. for urgent care and for questions about COVID, so you can get your questions answered. If you do decide to go to your doctor, if your doctor's office is open seeing the patients, it's helpful to call ahead of time because many of them have protocols and guidance for, you know, which clinics to go to that are more prepared to see you as a COVID possible patient.
0: You know, the reality is that we'll, most of us will come through okay.
1: That's right. That's right. And so I, I would reemphasize that, that, that we actually get quite a few calls in our clinic. I'm an internal medicine physician. I practice in the Lowry University Internal Medicine practice. And a large number of our calls from patients are mainly anxiety calls. What if? What if? Could this be it? You know, uh, And what should I do about it? And, he, and so I I want to encourage folks to to remain calm, uh, anxiety tends to provoke itself and gets up into a spiral, and so it's important to make sure you disconnect from your news feeds. Uh, you know, In our family, we've actually set a 30-minute limit. If we're going to watch the news or read about the news, uh, we'll stop at 30 minutes. Another thing that we've done in our family to reduce anxiety is there's an exercise um, that we go through called um, uh, Three Things You're Grateful For, and I find this to be helpful in oh. generally in life but this is one thing that actually can be particularly helpful in this time of anxiety during our pandemic which is that in our family we sit down at dinner time and it's helpful to have a daily habit of doing this and we go mm-hmm. around and each of us will talk about three things we're grateful for today because we tend to focus on negative things and not positive things and by right. doing so and and sharing these items with each other we increase the connection to each other we decrease our personal anxiety and we increase our ability to cope with the stresses we're going
0: through. Dr. C.T. Lin, internal medicine physician at UC Health. Thank you so much for taking valuable moments from your active day to share your insights with us. As we wrap up in, associated, in a associated note, make it, our insurance exchange, Connect for Health Colorado, is extending its COVID special enrollment period for new insurance to April 30th. If you're not covered, well, your stimulus check should help with that. Details online at connectforhealthcolorado.org. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch at a distance, of course. Stay on your game and safe. And many thanks to you as well for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.